This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about today's interview with the incredible Amber Lee Lyons. Amber Lee is one of my favorite people to talk to about all things spiritual. She is so real, so magnetic, so unapologetically herself. And if you don't already follow all things Amberly Lyons, then you need to start. I'm sure many of you already know her, though, as founder of Chakra Girl Co., a platform dedicated to supporting women to align with their soul's essence, their inner goddess, and their innate spiritual healing power. She is also the host of top-rated podcast, Chakra Girl Radio, where she interviews top spiritual experts and leaders to get a behind-the-scenes look at the rituals and teachings that have led to their awakening. And I have had the honor of being on Chakra Girl Radio as a guest two different times, so you can check out those episodes if you just can't get enough of our conversations. And Amber Lee also has a few other business ventures that are incredible. Prism, an online magazine, learning platform, and ritual shop. That is your one-stop shop for your higher consciousness life. This is the place to go if you're looking for information, articles that are all about elevated consciousness, like truly 5D information, none of this watered-down stuff. And I think we all know that Instagram is, is kind of a shit show now, finding anything high quality. So that is why I love Prism. And you can also submit your own articles. If you want a chance to be featured, you can go to prismofficial.co to check out Prism. And Amberly's latest business venture, which is coming out soon in the next few months or so, I'm really excited, is the Rituals by Chakra Girl app. So there's going to be a whole app. This is a daily rituals app for the modern spiritual woman. Follow Rituals by Chakra Girl on Instagram so you get all of the updates. So I'm really, really excited about that. In this episode, we talk all about the behind the scenes of running multiple spiritual businesses. We talk about the evolution of coaching and some of the not so fun part of coaching, <laughs> kind of a, another another angle there. Why Amber Lee has retired from the coaching space. We talk about speaking your truth and dealing with needy people and all the fun stuff, all the spiritual things, all the business building things. You're going to love this. And for more from Amber Lee, you can follow her on Instagram at shockergirlco, at ritualsbyshockergirl, head to her website, shockergirlco.com, and of course, her podcast, Shocker Girl Radio. Before we jump into it, just a couple of quick announcements. If you want to master manifestation, you're looking to manifest more love or more money into your life, this is for you. So first of all, I am doing a live manifestation activation set this month all about manifesting money. This will consist of three live calls with me. So we will have two calls that will be channeled information, channeled lessons around manifesting money, shifting your relationship with money, healing your relationship with money, and how to open yourself up to receiving more money through manifestation, and then Q&A. And then the third call will be an energy clearing activation session. So I'll be using a high 70 energy healing. If you've gone to any of my activations before, it's really potent stuff. And so that's where we can do the energy work to clear out any energetic blocks to manifesting in more money. So this is all about money. This is a big, big, big month for this. We're in an eight month in terms of numerology. 
And money also impacts our relationships. Our relationship with money will impact our ability to manifest in relationships as well. And I feel very strongly about, well, I know a big part of my mission is to help people shift their relationship with money. We have to relate to money differently if we're really going to step into 5D consciousness. So if you are interested in stepping into that container, I would highly recommend doing so. You will get the replays, even if you can't make it live, but I would strongly encourage you to try and make it live. But if you don't, purchase now and you end up wanting to buy the replays later, the price is going to go up and it's only $111. So, you know, to be honest, if you're not willing to invest $111 into completely shifting your relationship with money and manifesting in more money, then you're probably just not ready to receive more money. So you can decide if you're ready to or not. And the link to sign up for that will be in the description below. We're starting on the 14th, on February 14th, 2022. So it's not too late to get in on that if you are listening to this the day it comes out and we'll have calls each Monday for the rest of the month. Link for that will be in the show notes. And then I also want to let you know that we are doing a $50 off sale for Valentine's Day, February 14th. Oh my gosh, isn't that so exciting? So we're going to do $50 off for the love and relationships manifestation activation set. So this was a set I did previously around manifesting in love and a relationship. So if you're looking to call in an aligned partnership, if you're looking to call in your divine life partner or looking to shift the energy in your current relationship, then I would strongly recommend this. This is all about manifesting love specifically. So you can use the code love50, L-O-V-E, five zero to get $50 off those manifestation activations. Those are all the recordings of of that call. So you're going to get four very juicy recordings, two with the channeled lessons, the Q&A recording, and then the uh, activation energy clearing session. And you can return to those as many times as you want. So that will be for February 14th only. If you want to manifest in love, or you know someone else in your life who wants to send this to them, you can use that code L-O-V-E-5-0 for $50 off on February 14th only. And the link, again, will be in the show notes. Those are my updates for you today. So don't miss out on those offers, but let's get into the juicy stuff. You're going to love this episode. So enjoy this conversation with the amazing Amber Lee Lyons. So I want to start off with some quick questions just to get to know you somewhere to, we, we had something like this on your show before. So, uh, let's start with human design, astrology, any information that you can give okay. us about yourself. <laughs> so I am a generator. I'm not like huge into human design. Um, I, I'm a sacral authority. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so that's pretty much all I know. I think there's like a five, three or a three, five, whatever that means. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I, I feel know. like, I feel like you would be so into human design. Have you gotten a reading? I have, um, mm-hmm. it, it is, it's just like, for me, um, anything where there's like memory involved, like I remember the concept. So it's like, I know like this, like, it's like, Oh, people really want tangible things for me. People really want, um, like I have like something about my aura that makes people like copy me a lot. Like I know the like little pieces, I don't know why that is or what in my chart makes that a thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I'm an Aquarius sun a Leo rising and a Sagittarius moon. 
Okay. Yes. I remember that now. I remember we talked about that. Very, yeah. very on brand. Very, yeah. I, I'm living it to the fullest. I love it. Okay, cool. So let's go into morning routine, morning rituals. What is your morning like? Okay. So what I've been doing lately is I've been really like praying and I feel like I had like this really weird aversion to the word prayer and like to the word God, like, and I really just embraced that. Um, so I do a little prayer in the morning. I connect with, with Christ energy and with God energy and just ask to be led from my heart. Then I connect to the 5d grid Um, I bring the 5D grid energy into my heart and then I connect to the earth, connect to the cosmos and just ask, I just connect to my heart and just bring in any guidance from my highest self or anyone else that has anything to share with me. (laughs) Uh, And then I get out of bed. I usually do, um, I've been doing just like a short, like 10 minute meditation um, where I'm actually just you know, not, not allowing myself to be distracted. And because usually when I do a meditation, I'm, I'm, I'm really like using my brain. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to like travel up to the seventh dimension and I'm going to, you know, talk to dragons and like, but then I'm like, okay, what if what I really need to do? I feel like I, I noticed that I was like distracting myself a lot, like grabbing my phone or like watching TV. And I was like, okay, what am I not sitting with? So I just kind of made it an intention to just sit and sit with whatever comes up. And I feel like that's really giving me just that extra little split second of awareness before I grab my phone or before I try to like distract or like not feel. So, and the Aquarius in me doesn't want to feel. So (laughs) making that happen. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of, and then I have like my coffee, spend time with my husband, my dog, go for a dog walk. Um, I'll be honest, like my workouts have been just, I, I don't know if it's just winter energy. I've not been super on it with my workouts. Like I just procrastinate it all day. And then eventually we'll do it like later in the afternoon, even though I feel way better when I do it in the morning, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what the morning has been looking like. I love that. I'm, I'm similar with my workouts where it's like, I either have to do it first, first thing where I'm not even thinking about it. It's just like, I'm, I'm rolling into it or I have to consciously decide this isn't happening until like four or 5 PM. And once I've made that decision, then I can go do other things, but I'll get in that halfway space where I'm, I'm like procrastinating all day. And I'm like, I just wasted so much time putting something off. I know. I you know, know. What I'm it's like, it's like, okay, fine. I'll do it at noon. Okay, fine. I'll do it at 1230. Yeah. Okay, and then you've wasted, you've drained so much energy that you could have used working out just thinking about working out. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I totally relate. Okay. Love that. So next is product that you're loving. So it could be food, skincare, supplement, crystal, book, any okay. physical product. I'm obsessed with Agent Nature and it's like skin like all natural skincare and they just came out with some hair products. So they have a hair oil and like a scalp oil. Um I wish I could remember their exact names, but they're the only the they're the only yeah oils they have on their website, but, um, but they're amazing and they smell so good. And I'm just on like a hair growth kick. And they also have another one that's called Holy Main, which is a collagen powder. So I've been using the collagen powder. I've been using the oils and I feel already like my hair is just a different texture, growing more crown chakras happy. And, um, yeah, I'm just like on a clean beauty kick right now. I love that. Well, I don't know if you're seeing this too, but 
it's been popping up a lot. I haven't dealt with it, but I'm having so many people in my community talk about like losing hair recently. And everybody's asked me how, how do I grow my hair? And for me, I'm like, Whoa, this is like, I mean, this is straight up. We're rebuilding the antenna. Totally. Yeah. hundred percent. And this is something I've started focusing on last year. Um, I noticed that probably like two years ago, I was getting like these tiny little bald spots and then it would grow back, but it was like, what the hell? It like really makes you wonder like, okay, what's going on. Obviously there's a digestion and like a physical component to it, but there's also like an energy component. Like that is your crown chakra. Like that is an important freaking chakra. We need to really work on that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I think obviously hormones are really involved in it and just like stress in general, but I find that like having those little, um, I don't even want to use the word superficial, but like the, the tangible, like the physical things that we can do where we can see ourselves putting this oil on our head. We can like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we're really like putting the energy there and the attention there and we're creating ritual and we're creating routine and we're putting energy towards something. And I feel like that does a lot as well. Yeah. Well, we're like, that's the, we're anchoring the spiritual into the physical exactly. right? and having that bridge. And I think that's something that like I struggled with for, for a long time. And that's why I talked to a lot of people about like, what are those anchors? Because I always felt like there's my like higher self I'm up in these dimensions and there's my physical me. And it was like one or the other. And like, yeah. we have to find these things to bring them together. And like, that is where the magic happens. And I have found in the last year, I have gotten a lot more into like, uh, like my makeup again and perfumes yeah. and my clothes and changing my wardrobe. And it's, enhanced my intuition and just my spirituality so much. And these were things that I just never paid attention to. And I think to your point, people think they're superficial, but it's adornment, you know, it's like, it's embodiment. It's bridging, it's bridging the dimensions. And it's, and there's, I feel like there's a worthiness component to it as well. Like I, you know, giving yourself that time and attention and knowing that you like your outside should reflect your inside. And it's like, I feel like so many things that we've seen as like vapid or vain, like if we do them in the right way with intentionality, it's actually an enhancement of our spiritual practice, like to wear makeup so that people will love you and people will think you're pretty. That's not going to serve you, but to wear makeup because you're like, I'm going to spend some extra time on myself today. I feel very radiant and like beautiful today. And I'm going to like, spend some time enhancing that and really like getting into like the art of it and like feeling beautiful and like this goddess energy, like that's completely different and that you're doing it for you. Totally, totally agree. And I was thinking about this. It was funny. I I watched, I don't remember who it was, but I stumbled across this video and this woman was saying, stop wearing makeup. It's not spiritual. And I was like, first of all, no. (laughs) Second of all, like, First of all, you you just can't say that. You know, it's, no. you just like it's just not, not true. You are not the like yeah. judge of what is and is not spiritual. No, yeah. exactly, exactly. But the other pieces, I'm like, well, if you look at like ancient cultures, I mean, the spiritual leaders were the ones with their big eyeliner, with their makeup, with the really long hair, who were adorned in jewels. It's like there's there's a reason for that, you know. So I just think that that piece is really interesting, and I've. I've been talking a lot more about it recently. And I think people are like unclear on how this connects. I'm like, no, it, it really does enhance your, like, your... like, yeah, exactly. The ancient goddesses, like think of like the Egyptians and like the, like, like mm-hmm. all of the, the ancient leaders that were like an ascended masters, like even Kuan Yin, like, like they've all got like beautiful 
um, adornments. And yeah, I think that that's part, like we have an inner desire, like a dog is drawn to a bone. We are drawn to making ourselves beautiful, you know, these yeah. like, things that are just like naturally within us. And, um, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, yeah, are we like bombarded with beauty images and how we're supposed to look and all these things and can that affect how we want to look and feel? Yes. But when you can have that discernment, that's when you're doing it from the soul. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's exactly what you said. It's all the intention. So love that. Got to get those hair oils. Okay. (laughs) Next last question in this little series is what's a topic you're really into learning about right now or exploring something you're, you're thinking about a lot. I'm channeling. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you are. I, I've been really just, uh, and I feel like I kind of go in phases and I go through points where I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I actually am channeling like in like a written form or like, oh, I'm definitely like connecting to like specific, um, specific energies. And then I don't know if it's like a fear or a distraction or just that I'm pulled towards something else. I'm not meant to be necessarily diving deep, deep into it. I feel like I was kind of pulled away from it. Um, I feel like it was like a similar time. I feel like it was maybe when we were talking last. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. It was a while ago that I was like, you know, really reading up about it. Um, And now I've been working with a healer who channels and does, you know, a bunch of amazing things. And I'm reading her book and she's talking a lot about how channeling really is like the connection um, between us and our like source energy and like all these things. So that's another reason I'm kind of doing those anti-distraction meditations is to kind of just, just have that, that more clear vessel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, people, whenever people ask me about channeling, it's like at, at its core, it's surrender. Yeah, like learning exactly. that muscle. I mean, and it's exactly. the same way. I think it, like when people are like, I can't orgasm. It's like, do you know how to surrender? Like it's that, it's that just to be able to fully release, like, and then it just drops in, you know, you don't have to effort to channel. It's just, it just drops in. It's your natural flow. It's your connection to source, you know? So th- it's all about the surrender. So exactly what you're doing, you know, just like no distractions. Totally. Surrender is like one of my words for the year. I love that. I love that. I mean, it's no wonder we have so many distraction methods uh, placed in our environments, right? So that we can't, so that it's harder for us to connect to, to truth. If you're like me and you're obsessed with chocolate, you need to get your hands on Organifi Harmony. This product, oh my God, it is so good. It's actually unbelievable because I feel like most things like this, you have to drown in nut milk and other sweeteners to make it taste okay. With Harmony, you literally just put a scoop into hot water and it is the most delicious hot chocolate hormone balancing beverage of all. And the thing is that this was designed specifically to support hormonal balance with ingredients like maca, which I try to get in every single day anyway. So it's super convenient that it's already in harmony. Maca is a really high antioxidant superfood that naturally supports hormonal balance while also helping to increase energy and alertness. There is cacao, of course, filled with all of those amazing polyphenols. There is chasteberry, a traditional herbal remedy for PMS and cramps. Shatavari, which has adaptogenic properties known to support overall health and has been 
used historically for female hormone balance and stinging nettle, amazing for replenishing nutrient stores. Stinging nettle is rich in vitamins and minerals like vitamin A, vitamin C, and iron. It's a completely organic cacao blend, zero sugar, filled with energizing herbs and adaptogens for healthy hormones, and it tastes so delicious. I like to have this either late morning or early afternoon because it does give you that natural boost of energy. And like I said, you just put it in hot water and you're good to go. It tastes truly incredible. If you're a chocoholic like me, you have to get your hands on it. Plus it gives you all of the hormone balancing benefits. And with my stress levels last few months, my estrogen and progesterone got out of balance. And so I was really focusing on getting my hormones back into balance, my cortisol down, my estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, all back into balance again. And I was strict with my harmony regimen. And I noticed a huge difference because I had started to get PMS symptoms, which is not normal. I always know if I'm cramping, if I'm PMSing, my hormones are out of balance in some way. So I got serious about my natural hormone support. Harmony was my go-to every single day. And there is a noticeable difference bonus points that it tastes incredible and I would drink it anyway. So if you want to try out Harmony or any of Organifi's other incredible products, because we all know I live, breathe, drink, bleed Organifi. It is so good. Just go to Organifi.com CTC and you can get 20% off your order. That's Organifi.com O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com CTC and that code CTC will get you 20% off your order. Okay. I have so many questions, but I want to actually start off with how you started Chakra Girl. Oh, okay. So when I was in my like early to mid twenties, I mean, I was like a hot mess from like age 14 up. In in what capacity? (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Partying, looking at all the wrong places, like just distraction, distraction, like not connected to my higher self in any which way. Um, not taking accountability for anything in my life, you know, always blaming my parents or whoever else was involved. Um, I found yoga, like, you know, I, I always say yoga is the gateway drug. It gets everyone into finally like quieting the mind and connecting to what's really happening inside. So once that, it was kind of like a slow transition, I was doing yoga for a while. And then I was late for yoga one day and there was only a meditation class available. And I was like, oh God, like, I guess I need to do this. And so I went to the meditation class and I noticed that I had like a giant lump in my throat. And I guess even in yoga, like, yeah, there's moments of stillness, but I had never really sat still long enough to notice this lump in my throat. And people, my friends were, would always say like, Oh, you're always clearing your throat. Like, do you notice that you're always doing that? And I was like, no, I didn't notice. And I guess I was always like, and like, I didn't notice that that was like a little thing that I did. So it was like, I could feel it, but I wasn't connecting and, and realizing the physicality of it. So I went to this meditation class and I talked to the teacher after and I was like, I have this lump in my throat. Like I, I'm always clearing my throat. And she's like, Oh yeah, it must be like your throat chakra. And so I just did a deep dive, became obsessed with chakras, healed my own throat chakra within two weeks using like meditation, visualization, crystals, all the things. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I am powerful. Like what else can I change? What else can I do? So then I actually decided, I was like, why don't people know about this? Like, why don't my friends know what this is? And this, was, I mean, this was 2010, 
probably, maybe even earlier. Um, no, probably around 2010. And like no one was really talking about it. And I couldn't find any information from anyone that I could connect with or anyone that I thought would really understand what I was going through. So I actually launched a jewelry company and it was like crystal and gemstone jewelry to heal modern girl problems. That's what it was called. And so there was like a hangover bracelet. There was a shopaholic bracelet and like things like that just to like make it fun. But then there was like an educational piece where I was teaching and then everyone would come with a meditation as well. So they you know, teaching to meditate and teaching people what the chakras were and all those things. And no one really cared about the jewelry, but I was getting so many DMs and so many emails being like, how did you unblock your chakras to start your business? You know, how did you find your purpose? And I was like, okay, I think maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Even though I had like a background in fashion, like I was like, you know, thought that it was going to be something like that, but I was like, okay, I think there's like a deeper way that I'm meant to be helping people. And I was, I really felt like I was that bridge. Like I was that bridge between the girl that had like no idea what spirituality was and the girl who could kind of like start to understand her power. And that wasn't an easy position because like you said, there's like those more angry spiritual people out there that are like, don't wear makeup. Don't, you know, and I'm like, Oh, am I spiritual? Can I be, you know, like, and I'm not out there claiming to be Gandhi, but, you know, I had to kind of like carve this path of like, you don't have to be the most spiritual. You're not here to help. You're not here claiming to be a spiritual guide for someone who's been doing it longer than you. You're helping those people who are just getting started. And there's a need for that. And so I really felt called to that because of course, when you unblock your throat chakra, that's when you open up your purpose and your potential. So, so yeah, that was something that I, I really, um, really sunk into. And then I started creating courses, teaching about chakras. And then inevitably, um, as most people do that are in the like coaching service energy uh, space ended up helping people start businesses. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I always say like, you teach, you teach, you teach people based on your biggest transformation. And at that point, starting my business was my biggest transformation. So I started helping people with that. And, uh, I created chakra girl business school and, you know, that was kind of the big moment where everything really blew up and things went, you know, really, really, you know, a lot of success and uh, was able to serve a lot of people. And now I've kind of like scaled back from that and starting a new chapter. So that's that's the story. Wow. Okay. So, well, what were you, but what were you doing career-wise before you started the business? I was in the fashion industry. So I was in, um, I was in wholesale for a clothing company. And so I was like traveling to all the like trade shows. And I was like, I was like the account rep for Holt Renfrew and Nordstrom. So I was like in buyer meetings all the time and, um, getting paid next to nothing and like giving my entire soul. Um, but I just, I, for me, fashion was always art. Like it was always about expression and being in that industry, it can be really soul sucking. And there is a lot of ego and there is a lot of, you know, darkness. And I feel like so many of the women that came to me, um, who wanted to start spiritual businesses were in the, either like the fashion industry or the hair industry, like things like that, that were about like making the world a more beautiful place um, and thinking that it meant something, but then realizing that they had this like deeper, this deeper side of it. So, Mm. so yeah, that was kind of where I was at before. then I was, I was very lucky in that I, oh, I don't want to say lucky. I'm very grateful that I was able to, um, you know, 
go like leave my job very quickly after launching my business. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, did you have a hesitation with taking that jump or was it just like, I'm out? So I I was there. So I manifested it. So first I manifested, um, my boss was like, we're moving our headquarters to New York. You can either come and get like a huge pay raise or you can get laid off and we'll give you like a little bit of a severance or you can work from home. And I was like, and make the same amount. I was like, Oh, I'll just work from home and get a paycheck while working on my business all day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I did that first. And then they were like, okay, like three months later, once I was like, finally like getting clients and stuff, they were like, okay, now we need to lay you off. But they gave me like a three month severance. So it was like, okay, I've gotten my first two clients. Now I have three months to like match my salary. And within the first month I had like a 10 K month after like just committing, like, okay, I'm going all in. And I had like just started. So yeah, it was, it was very fast for me. And I, it was, that was a full manifestation and it happened because I decided to stop complaining about my job and started being grateful for it. And I tell so many people that like, if you're working on your business being like, nah, like, I wish I had more time for my business, but my stupid job, like, no, be grateful for your job. Be grateful for your paycheck, learn everything you can working for the company you're working for. Even if it's that you're learning how not to treat your employees, you're learning. So be grateful for it. And then you'll manifest what you want. So I'm so glad you brought that up because I see that all the time. And like, that's the resistance. It's like you're yeah. resisting yeah, because exactly. it, it, so that's a, such a common block. Well, I, I want to know for you, what were some of the biggest things that you feel like allowed you to build your business so quickly? And that could be tangible, uh, like very practical things that could also be energetic, like spiritual. But what do you feel like allowed you to grow so quickly? Yeah. So I would say we'll start, I'll give some tangible. So, and then some energetic, so tangible, I would definitely say, um, and this sounds like, I mean, I'm a big aesthetic person. Like I love aesthetic, like any, I just notice anytime I rebrand or do a photo shoot or because that's what I fucking love. I yeah. love making things pretty. It, it's a vibration for me. Like making things pretty just changes my vibration. It's creative. It's art. It's me being in my my feminine essence. Um, anytime that I had made any change in that way, like when I rebranded or whatever, like I would always have like a huge influx. Um, and because it was me being in my passion. So if that's something that you're passionate about, then like focus on it. I think we don't. Um, but then there's also people who have like the ugliest websites and like, don't have any curation in their feed that also do well. So, I mean, for me, that was because it's something I'm passionate about. Um, when I would put focus and attention on that, it would make things go really big. Um, secondly, in terms of Oh, another, another really big lesson is growing with your clients and allowing your clients to grow with you. So I was so big about always having the next thing for my client. When you're done working with me, here's the next thing I'm going to, we're going to go even further. And my retention rate was insanely high. I had like an 80% retention rate. So I would, I I had different buckets. So it's like, you've got your entry level program and then there's a, you know, a higher level program. And then, so I had like three different levels essentially in which you could work with me, but everyone had to start at square one so that we were all in alignment with everything. So, um, so, and then building those, those connections, I, I hosted lots of events and retreats and 
met my clients in person and really built those bonds and relationships. And then that had that retention. It's so much better to work with people that you know, that you like to work with and that are going to do the work rather than, you know, taking a chance on like a, a ton of new people. So I think that's such an important thing. Um, and then on the more energetic side, um, I know for me, one of the big shifts, this was when I was already making multiple six figures. I was, I'm sorry. I had made six figures my first year, my second year. I wanted to make, I wanted to make 200, no 300,000. That's what it was. And it was October and I had already made 300,000. And my coach was like, okay, like let's put your goal to 500,000. Let's keep pushing. Let's go. Blah. And then I was like, wait a second. I was like, I just realized that $300,000 didn't make me happier because I was like hustling, grinding, not enjoying my life. I was like, I'm going to spend this time like enjoying my life. Um, okay. No, sorry. I'm telling the story wrong. I had made $200,000 and I had to make another hundred thousand. And then my coach was like, up your goal. And I was like, no, I'm not upping my goal. I was like, I'm actually just going to stop working. I was like, I'm going to enjoy my life. And like by doing nothing, I still made that extra hundred thousand in the last three months of the year. So it was like, I realized, oh shit. Okay. Enjoying your life <laughs> is what is, is good for your business. And I would notice that anytime we have my fam, my, my family has, well, my aunt and my cousins have a lake house and whenever, and they didn't have Wi-Fi at the time. So anytime I would go there, I'd be freaking out like, oh my God, I need to be working. Oh my God, we need to get home. And every time I would like hold my phone. And like, as soon as we got into Wi-Fi range, I would have like clients that had like signed up. And it's like, okay, right. Like be in the moment, be present. So that was such a big aha moment for me where it was like, okay, you know, receiving comes in, receiving comes in the pause. So rather than being so like all or nothing, I had to learn how to like create work and pause consistently throughout my week, throughout my month, rather than these big, like all or nothing pushes. So that was a big, um, a big thing. And that's, that's all energy, right? So I think that was probably my biggest energetic realization is that it's not about the money. It's about the bliss and money can be an amplifier of bliss, but it is not a creator of bliss. And you have to find the bliss first. If you have been looking for a place to take a deep dive into all things intuition, manifestation, brain rewiring, spiritual awakening, and activating miracles in your own life, then the Channel Collective is the place for you. I know it can feel like a lot as you shift into 5D and shed those old layers and start to see things in a new way. You're connecting to who you really are and you might have a lot of questions, you might feel confused or even lonely, but I also know that you have that deep thirst for knowledge and that is why I'm so excited about the Channel Collective membership. This community is a safe, welcoming space to help you explore your spirituality and your unique gifts while connecting with other like-minded people. When you join the membership, you get access to an ever-growing library of hundreds of exclusive videos on all things spirituality, manifestation, intuition, living in 5D, self-healing, and so much more. Plus, you get access to Ascension School, which is a library of exclusive trance-channeled messages from different ascended masters so that you can learn from them for yourself. 
This is where I share my juiciest, most exclusive downloads and things that I've channeled that I don't share with the public. And you get access to ad-free pre-released podcast episodes. We also have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me anything and connect with other members monthly manifestation calls, and monthly high 70 energy healing group sessions. It's truly everything you need to raise your vibration, manifest the life you want, and really anchor in 5D consciousness. I have created this container as a really powerful way for you to continue to upgrade and raise your frequency so that you can tap into all of your inner magic. This is the membership I wish I had and what I wanted, so... It's really my favorite place to be, and I know that if you love the podcast, if you enjoy my YouTube channel, if you follow me on Instagram, you are going to love this because it is the true deep dive and the most exclusive information. So if you are ready to be expanded, check out the Channel Collective membership. Just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership. All of the information will be there. You can check out the different tiers and get ready to feel expanded and abundant. I can't wait to see you there. I had a similar experience. Um, like when I, I was so obsessed with hitting my first seven, like so I wanted a seven figure year and I hit it and I was like, fuck this. I want to tear this all down. Cause I, I was, I wasn't me anymore. I had worked so hard and I realized I'm like, I didn't even build this in the way I want to build this. I live in this amazing location. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not sleeping. Yeah. It was pointless. And I had that as well, where my coaches were like, okay, great. We're going to add. And I was like, no, I was like, honestly, I would rather make like, like I could put not any effort in and make a couple hundred K and like have all this free time. Why would I not do that? Like, I don't need, do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's where I'm at now where it's like 2020, I hit like my biggest year, like over seven figures. And then I was like, okay, I'm done now. And then I spent 2021 being like, what do I want to do? And I retired from high level coaching. So those like two bigger, like next level programs retired from those and was just running my signature group program and then launched a second thing. I launched prism and I, and I loved it because there was a creative element to it. And I was really enjoying it, making way less fucking money but like enjoying my life and making space to receive downloads and receive ideas for what I actually want my life to look like and, you know, what I want to create. So I think, and I think that everyone's going to have a different journey with it. And I almost think that you need to go through that. Like, I almost feel like no one's going to listen to this and be like, well, then I'm not even going to try to hit seven figures. Like I'm just going to, you know, no one's going to do that. Like, no, I don't want to fucking hit the seven figures. And like, that's fine because you need to go through your own journey and your own lesson and your own realization. Um, and I, I think everyone goes through that. Yeah. I, I just recorded an episode yesterday and it was about like, because this, this comes up with a lot of my, uh, like CEO clients who will be like, well, you can't just manifest a business. Like it takes really hard work. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I don't believe it. And I, but I think there's also value in doing it both ways, you know? And for me, yeah. it was like, I looked at that experience and I thought I didn't build this in the way that I, totally. in the way I wanted to. So I want to tear it down. And then it, I, what if I got back here, like in 
in an aligned way where it didn't feel hard. But I think you do have to go through, you don't have to, but for many people, it can help to go through it and get to that place, get to the goalpost and realize, oh shit, this didn't actually make me happy for for you to get the kick in the ass you need to go back and do it a different way. Totally. And yeah, and I should, I should rephrase that. Not everyone has to go through it, but I think everyone will eventually have a realization that money is not as important as they once thought it was Mm -hmm. and that it will it's like it it comes from inside that that fulfillment that satisfaction that pride that's going to come from your heart that's not going to come from hitting a milestone yeah well that's i mean that's manifestation in general right i'm sure you see this like people think they want the thing they want the physical yeah. thing they want the house they want the car they want the partner whatever and it's like you don't actually want the thing you want the feeling that comes with the thing and you can turn <laughs> that feeling on like this right now like, exactly <laughs> You can be like, I decide that, you know, this bubble bath makes me feel like an abundant millionaire. And mm-hmm. when you feel like that, then the house can come, you know? 100%. Well, I want to talk about you retiring from high-level coaching. Yeah. So what led you to that decision? So so I retired from high-level coaching in 2021, beginning of 2021 and of 2020. And then I retired from coaching completely as of now. Well, essentially my, I have like a last round of this program running and it finishes in uh, in March and then I'm done. Um, many things have led and I will be real and honest. So energetically, my 5D self says that my intention was always, 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 always my business started being around ritual. And it was around ritual and it was around um, meditation and it was crystals and it was, and that was the thing, right? Um, because again, I always say like, what was the biggest transformation in your life? And that's what you should be teaching. Um, at that point, you know, business was the biggest transformation in my life, but now I'm realizing that, um, it's still like the business success wouldn't have been there without the ritual. So I've kind of like re like re anchored into uh, ritual, even though it was always a part of my life, but I'm realizing so much more over the last couple of years, how important it was. Like it was not indeed for me, the business that changed my life. It was the ritual. So I've, and I've always done like meditations and I've always um, had those as offerings and always had meditation as a part of my programs. And people would always leave my business program and saying that the most transformor- the most transformative part of the program was the rituals. And so I'm, I'm, and it's not even what other people are saying, just intuitively, I know that I'm meant to be sharing rituals. So I'm creating a, a rituals app, which is going to be Uh, there's going to be like beginner, more kind of like beginner rituals, not even beginner, but things that I still do and still need to do more foundational. Yeah. Foundational. Totally right. Better word. Um, like chakra clearings, et cetera. And then there's going to be more advanced things like, you know, traveling to the 13th dimension and you know, all those things. So channeling Pleiadians, like (laughs) all those things. So it's all going to be in there. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the transition. And so that's the, energetic side and, and the intuition and, and the, the guidance that I've been receiving, um, on like a other level, <laughs> yeah. I'm so fucking jaded. From- <laughs> well, let's talk about it. No, cause I, oh I, my God. I get like, it. I, 
I would say like one in a like maybe I've created this reality, but maybe this is your experience too. I would say like one in a hundred clients really wants to project their mommy issues on me. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll go through something with a client, like, like one in every hundred clients. And it got to a point where it was just like, I never want to experience this again. Like I don't want, and I feel like it was literally the universe being like, you don't need to be going this deep with these people where they hold you accountable for their happiness. Um, and because that's not helping people. If I'm, if I'm, you know, selling from, and I'm, I'm not, this is just me. Like, I think there is, everyone should be a coach if they want to be one. I think there's so much value in it. I still continue to hire coaches and all those things. For me, I knew that this was not my calling and that me, again, I'm an Aquarius. I am, I'm not meant to go that deep with people. I am meant to like give people the inspiration to do it on their own. Um, and I'm not a hand holder. I'm not someone who wants to have my hand held. That's not me. Um, I, and it never has been, I want to like empower other people to go on their own journey and I don't need to carve that out for them. So Mm -hmm. I'm giving them really like the essentials and the basics that they need to go on their own journey, whatever that looks like for them. Yeah. I, I totally get it. And I think that's a part of coaching that people don't talk about, you know, like it's hard. It's hard when people, people get codependent, whether or not you, you know, and, and I, I know I've had this experience and I'll be like, I will say like, I'm not responsible for you. Like, I'm not doing this. Like you can't, like, I'm not responsible for you. And people feel very entitled to your time and energy. And I've had that experience where I'm like, you know, it's one, it's few and far between, but I'm like, if you can't do this responsibly, I have to protect my energy, which just means we're closing the door for everybody. Exactly. Which, you know, but there's so much value in it. And I love coaching and I've had that struggle too. Like, yeah, it's like, I know I'm really good at it. I don't know if you had this issue too, when you're like, I'm really good at this. People are getting amazing transformation. That part of me felt obligated to like stay in there. And then this other piece of me was like, get out, like get out. And I didn't want to let people down, but then I was also letting myself down because I wasn't following what could be bigger. You know? Okay. So you're not doing any coaching either. So I am like, I totally changed the way I do it. Like I have clients. I only, I see a certain number of clients, but the only clients I see are, um, like my very high level (laughs) clients who are just one-off sessions, like one-off sessions. They're not looking for it to be in a larger container. I can't do anything like with consistency. You know, I'm like, I can't do that. Okay. So you get it. (laughs) I totally get it. And it was like, I I see. And I could see myself eventually going back to doing that, doing one-off sessions, but I can't hold space for someone for six month transformation. I don't have it in me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like, I, I just don't think that that's where I'm meant to be right now. And it's just, I feel like with everything going on in the world, I, I need to be more, uh, okay. More accessible in that more accessible and that more people can receive my energy, but less accessible and where no one can fucking talk to me. <laughs> totally. No, no, no. I well, I've gotten the same thing. Like they yeah. kept being like, like, don't give people access to you, but then hit the yeah. masses more, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I told I totally get it. And like yeah. I think with this, I would like for you to share more about like prism and then moving this into the app, because I feel like these are really valuable learning lessons, you know, and like just seeing the real part of the journey. So can you talk more about that? Totally. So last time we spoke, um, I guess what last time I was on the podcast, I don't, I can't remember when that was, but, um, 
but we launched a, our, I don't know, maybe you were on my Prism. I don't remember. Yeah, I was on yours. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Your launch Prism, yeah. Yeah, so we just launched uh, an online magazine called Prism, and it was essentially like a, and, and it still is, still alive, is a uh, online magazine for consciousness. And, you know, there's spiritual rituals and different perspectives and mindset work and um, just tips and beautiful articles and information written by some really fabulous contributors. And we, so we've been running that and we launched like four articles a week. And as I've been getting the downloads for the rituals app, I'm kind of realizing that Prism was a misinterpreted download (laughs) Um, and that Yes, like the the intention is to serve the masses. The intention is to provide rituals and insights and information and tools. And I feel totally, and here is, I'm just being so real with you guys. I feel like Prism was created out of a desire that I had to hide. And I was sick of being at the forefront. I, I hired um, two girls to be co-hosts of my podcast. I made my Instagram a lot less about me and was more like a community rather than it being, you know, Amberly Chakra Girl. Uh, it was like, we are all chakra girls. And I rebranded and it was like, how can I get out? Like, how can I sell this? How can I, you know, I wanted to not be at the forefront anymore. And I think that was partially out of the jadedness but also partially just from a place of, oh, people, you know, I'm not good enough. People are sick of me. Like, you know, I've done everything I can do. I, you know, I've reached all my goals. And now, now I think I just need to like sit back and have, you know, feature other people. I've taken it as far as I can go. And I think deep down, that's how I felt. Like I've taken this as far as it can go and I'm not good enough anymore. It was like this weird thing. And I didn't really translate that at the time. I was just like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to feature other people and I'm really excited to feature other people and be in the background. But that was, it was authentic and it was what I wanted, but I don't think that that is my purpose. Like it's not my purpose. I wasn't, I wasn't born with this face to be in the background. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's that Leo. <laughs> I know I'm a Leo rising. I'm not yeah. meant to be in the background. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, but, but I do realize that the app is literally all of the reasons that I wanted to start prism that were true and authentic from my heart is actually what is meant to be the app. And so right now I'm at a place where I'm running Prism, doing the bare minimum. I also had a, a partner in Prism and we parted ways in a, in a very, you know, beautiful way. She still works for, um, for me in Chakra Girl and um, it's all good. But, um, but so then it was like, it's a lot of work to do with one person. Uh, so yeah, so I, I think those things were kind of happening and, and I, I got really excited about the app and I'm like, okay. So I, I'm at a, a point where I haven't hit pause on Prism, but I haven't hit go with Prism. I really appreciate you you sharing that on so many levels. Um, first of all, because I can totally relate. Like I've been, and I haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but my whole team kind of knows this whole thing I've been going through over the last year of like, I need to retract. Yeah. I wanted, I, I was like, I was like, I had this whole meltdown of what the fuck did I do? I built this whole business around me. and. 
I should have built, and I was telling myself, I should have built something where I wasn't the face, but I was running the company, but you don't have to be involved with me. Like, and I I was like, I just want to run away to a house in the forest and channel my entities and like, everyone leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) That's how I was feeling. And I'm not saying saying that's wrong. And maybe that's right for someone else. Maybe that is right for you. But I do know for me, it was, there was a tinge of insecurity that was driving that decision. Mm. I feel like for me, it was my boundaries weren't strong enough. And like, I just felt everybody pulling on me all the time and everybody needing me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> you know, so instead of like, I learned, I'm like, I just need to have better boundaries, yeah. and then, and then I don't feel like I want to run away when, when it gets too much. Yeah. Well, and to just like stop doing the things that you don't want to do. So for me, it's like, okay, if I were no longer to be coaching, I would have the time and energy to be front and center, and to like build and create and still be able to share my energy by being at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wasn't doing the things that I knew I no longer wanted to do just because they were paying the bill, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think like, it's such a valuable lesson there because I don't know if you see this with clients, but like I do where I'm like, th- there's a lot of value in, in patience. And sometimes I'll tell people, Oh yeah, I'm getting these messages is coming up. I'm like, why don't you do it? And I'm like, it's not time. Yeah. Like, and I get all kinds of downloads for businesses and uh, programs and ha- like 90% of the time they're not for me. Like, and it might be, I got that download. This just happened to me yesterday. And I had a client and it was something that I was like, I had literally built out the outline and they're talking. And I'm like, Oh wait, that was for you. And I was like, yeah. would you ever want to build this? Yeah. Like, yes. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I think there's a lot of value in just patience with when we get it. And like, is that for me? Is it right now? Because I'm a quick starter. Like, have you ever taken like the Colby test? No. It's basically like, it's really good for people to take with alongside of their staff or like people that they're hiring. Um, it just teaches you like the different way that you work. I'm a quick starter mm-hmm. and a finisher, but I'm not uh, like doing the bulk of the work. So what oh, I, yeah. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, um, I, I got the idea and I fucking ran the second I got it. And this is actually the second time that I did this with the exact same project. Um, it had a different name the first time I did it, but I, this was when I had maybe was one or two years into my business. I had the same idea. It was called Shock the Girl Collective at the time, launched it, ran a few articles. And then I was, and my coach was like, are you sure you want to be doing this right now? And I, and then I was like, actually, no, <laughs> thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like when, when I get an idea, I go, um, the app has because I have like, I keep getting little, um, like with the app, it's like, that was something that was a very slow decision, something that I've actually been thinking about for years. Uh, and so it just feels so right. And so different than it felt with Prism. Um, and Prism never felt forced. It always felt fun, but it almost always felt like a hobby. Whereas this, I'm like, no, this is a, this is a new direction. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, with, with the app, I mean, building an app, I have a few friends who, who own apps and I know it's not an easy task at all. I think people have no idea yeah. how much goes into that. So what has that process been for you? Yeah. So we're using, it, it's kind of like an in the box situation. Okay. Um, if anyone has ever used like the Melissa Wood health app or a lot of like fitness people use this platform, um, it's very, uh, like video driven. 
Mm. Um, so all I've really had to do, cause they're doing the bulk of it is I've had to help like my website designer, we built rebuilding the website. Um, and then just the more graphical elements, which I love, like I can get lost in Canva for like eight hours and <laughs> feel like it's one hour. Um, so I've been doing those kinds of things. And then I have to film the videos, which is the one thing that is giving me resistance just because the weather here is so shitty and like, it's so dark and gray in my home and I bought all the lights and everything, but it's still not, I'm like, no, I need natural light. Yeah. So that should, that's the only hold up, but then they're building the app in the background. So it's like, I have time to do it. Um, but yeah, that, those are kind of the only things that I've had to do. Cause they are doing like the actual building. And then obviously I've just had to like make the decisions on what meditations we're going to include out the gate, you know, the frequency of releasing new meditations. And then also, um, we're going to be launching a YouTube channel and putting like the, some of the shorter meditations on there just to give people a feel for it. So, so yeah, that it's been really fun. And like, just really like researching YouTube is like a whole other thing. Are you on YouTube? I am. I okay. love it. It's my favorite yeah. platform. Is it? Like, okay, yeah. It's my favorite platform because it's like, I don't know, it's such a different group of people. And for me, I know anybody who's clicking on it. Like they already know what they're getting themselves into. And, and for me personally, something I've struggled with is like, just with all the different aspects of my brand and my business, my personality, and like the weirder I've gotten, like I put all of my trance channeled stuff on YouTube. And so it just feels like I can go as deep as I want and be as out there as I want. And it's like, that is the place. And that's why I love YouTube. Yeah. And it's a deeper connection. I'm so uninspired my Instagram right now. Oh my God. So Can we talk about this? Like, <laughs> I, like, I can't, like, I kind of can't with it. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. And it's the frequency not, it's yeah, totally. Well, I've gone and I've like unfollowed like one third or two thirds of my entire mm-hmm. following, uh, or follow, I guess people I'm following. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I just can't be bothered with it. It's really hard because I've had to, I've done a lot of like emotional work around my relationship with Instagram. And I actually, I, d- I did a video about this. I was like, all of us who hate Instagram and we're still on it. This is all of us dating our toxic boyfriend and not leaving right? the relationship. Right. And I feel so <laughs> jaded about it because they make it so hard now. Like, remember when it used to be easy to like build a following yeah. and like build a community and like people would actually see your stuff when you post mm-hmm. it? Like, it's not like that anymore. And yeah, I don't want to just like complain about the algorithm all the time. And it's true that sometimes you'll post something that is not meant to be, you know, you don't think it's going to be huge. And then it just like blows up and those little miracles happen all the time. But, um, but there's just something about the vibration that's going on there. I want to ask you a question about YouTube and boundaries. Do you keep your comments on? Yes, but I don't. Yes, I do. But my, um, assistant filters. Okay. (laughs) Okay, like for me, and, that was and one thing I was unsure because I'm like, you know, again, the part, the jaded part of me is like, no fucking comments, no one can talk to me. <laughs> but then I'm like, no, like I want to build. It's building a new community. Like you need yeah. to, you know. So that's yeah, easy. yeah. I've had to do that really everywhere where I have her filter everything because I just can't. Like for example, something happened where somebody left like a five page energy vomiting post somewhere in my community. And I read it and I, it just kind of, it just messed up my flow, honestly, for the rest of the day. And I was like, I, I can't do this. Like, I can't be, I wasn't prepared for that. 
You know, I was like, I wasn't prepared for that. If, if I'm going into like opening my Voxer and somebody's, I'm like, yes, I'm prepared to listen to somebody talk about this, but I felt just like this whiplash. Yeah. And so, um, I can't do that. Right. So I have to, I have people, you know, just I have to have her filter it and yeah. I need to be prepared for anything I'm about to see. But also, I don't know if you feel this, like for me, I'm like the more, the more I'm just focused on the mission and what needs to be put out there. I don't have time to like be dealing with stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Can you delete comments on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. So then I yeah. feel better about leaving comments on. Yeah. I mean, you could always take them off. Because I've, I've felt from what I've seen, just friends that I know that are on YouTube, that they say that YouTube is the most toxic for comments. So that's one thing that I'm feeling a little bit like anxious about. It, it probably is. Uh, I just have it filtered and, and I just like, I think because I think because I'm going into it, like YouTube is like the wild, wild west already shit's crazy. I almost like, I just don't even care. I just like, don't even care. And I, I used to work for somebody where I'd have to filter all of her comments and she had awful comments. And like, I think I built some thick skin that way where I just realized this is so crazy that like, it's not even real. Like, are you a real person? I know. Oh, and that's the thing on YouTube. You don't have like a profile really. Right. Yeah. Like it's not like your social profile mm-hmm. where people would potentially know who you are. So I feel like there's like a uh, more, I don't know. They they just feel like they can be an asshole. But yeah. yeah. I feel like in general, I've gotten so, I, I don't, I'm lucky. Like people, people always be like, you must get so much hate because you, because of your like, you know, designer bag. <laughs> like, look, I'm like, honestly, I don't like, yeah. Like people that follow me unfollowed me a long ass time ago. Like people that don't want to see that unfollowed me a long time ago. Um, and I'm actually like, really like, it's fine. Like maybe I'll get a negative comment on Instagram like once every few months. Um, Mm. but yeah, I, I, that's again, like when you have a business, that's something you need to think about is like you said that whiplash. Um, but I love that you have someone like filter it out. That's so much better. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's like, you know, for me, what I really, especially with like the book and everything, like, okay, for me to feel safe in reaching more people, I have to feel so safe in my boundaries. So I had to do that work. Like what's going to make me feel safe enough in my body and my energy where I feel safe to project. Otherwise I'm going to put this out and keep it small because I won't feel safe. Totally. hundred percent. So, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the boundaries, it's, it's a difficult thing. And I, well, I also kind of wanted to ask you, um, I, well, as you've gotten like feistier, which I'm loving, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've so often I'll refer people to your stories. I'm like, I'll message in my telegram. I'm like, everybody just watch Amber's stories. Like she's <laughs> talking about it. Um, but the problem is people just don't know how to find out about, about, yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's the one thing that I toggle between, um, and I call them like my, like my assignment or like my, my purpose in this. So when we read something or we see something, uh, that is triggering you, like for me, I need to sit with it for a bit and I need to let it simmer. I need to think, what am I meant to do here? And it's always like, I really go by my gut feeling. Um, am I meant to bring awareness to this? Am I meant to do a little ritual around this and not talk about it at all and send love and healing to the people involved or whatever? Or am, am I meant to get angry? Am I meant to 
make other people angry. Um, I do that very, not very often. Um, but today I did. And then I also sometimes will be like, okay, my, my intention is to like, it's either like bring awareness to the details, um, get people, you know, get people riled up about it so that they make change, um, to, or to like bring love and light to it and show people how to look at it in a different perspective and show people how to like, you know, just be in the 5D about it and look at the bigger picture and know that we're in an awakening and to do their part in the awakening and their own healing and all that. So it really depends on what the topic is. So, and I think everyone, and I feel like there's certain people who some are like my friends or like people that I follow. And they're like, if you're not being loud about this, then you're part of the problem. And I don't agree with that. I think that some people are meant to be loud about things and some people aren't. And, and for me, sometimes I'm meant to be loud about something and then something else I'm not. So I think we just need to like get better at discerning, like, what's my role in this whenever there's a certain thing that's coming up that we, that is something that's dear to close to our hearts, like a certain situation or a certain thing going on in the world. Um, and we're not, not everyone can be the, you know, everything for every topic. Not everyone can be the person bringing light to every topic. Not everyone can be, but some people feel the need to be the person that's bringing anger to every topic. And I, I don't jive with that either, but sometimes you got to get mad. <laughs> no, I mean, I so agree with, with everything you're saying. It's well, I'll just say like that five in your profile and your human design profile, that's the, I'm fighting for a cause, you know? Uh -huh. And I, I kind of battled with that throughout the last few years of like how much I wanted to get into. And at first I kind of went to this phase of, I just don't even want to feed into this energy because it's so toxic. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah. I can't, I can't even, it felt like, it felt like I was on the playground and I'm watching all the kids fighting. And I'm just like, what do you guys like? I can't, I don't have the energy yeah. for this. Yeah. And then I went through a phase where I felt like, Oh shit, my throat chakra is really suppressed. There's so much I want to say and get upset about it, that. I'm just not because I don't want to add fuel to the fire. And then I was like, that's not authentic. So I let myself get it out, you know? Um, and then I got to a place where I was just like, it's like such, I, I hate to say this. I know it's like, I'm, it's very privileged for me to say this, but it's just not a part of my reality. Like yeah, I know totally on the daily, I, I always say like, I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't live yeah. there. So I'm not thinking about it a lot yeah. and as much as I can. And that's like to protect myself. And like, I, I know people might judge that, but it was like, I growing up, I had such severe anxiety, like and depression about every little thing that went wrong in the world that I couldn't go outside. I couldn't sleep. Like I was trapped. I felt trapped in my body and my mind for most of my life. Yeah. And so other people don't need to understand it, but like I had to kind of go into a different frequency and focus on what is good in my life so that I could function. And the thing is like, if I let myself get into that low frequency bubble or really like, you know, it's like the 4d space, totally. like i I get sick. Like my body is like rejecting it. And yeah. then I can't serve. Totally. And so, well, so look at this in the context of you and I, and who we serve in general, mm -hmm. you are serving the, the, someone who is already higher consciousness. They already yeah. know what that means. They're already there. Right. Um, I am serving the person who's either just getting started having trouble being consistent with their spirituality. Um, and they are, my audience is toggling between yeah. three, four and five, like they're toggling there. So I, 
I know that my, I'm, I'm definitely not a bridge between three and four. I feel that I'm a bridge between four and five. Totally. And so I feel the need to go there sometimes only for the intention of rising people up to the the five perspective. Um, And I've gotten a lot better at managing my own energy around that. It's not easy. And I I literally, the other day, you were were saying you felt it in your throat chakra, like words unsaid. I've I've had the same thing. I actually like bit my tongue, like who bites their tongue when they're fucking eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I was like, because I wasn't saying anything. And I was like, fuming inside about something like there was something that needed to come out. And it was actually around like the Galen Maxwell stuff. And I was like, Cause there's so, there's so much going on there. There's so, there's mm-hmm. so much deeper things going on there. Um, and my, and, and so, yeah, I think for me, it's like, I've, I've learned the tools to go there and come back with the message yeah. in, in a way that will translate for my audience. And, and if it's not for everyone, I don't think that's your job. Like I really don't. It's, I mean, it's not, it's like, we're built, we're like built for what we're here to do. Right. Like I'm, I mean, I'm like so sensitive. Like, and I look at some of my friends who are like spearheading and I'm like, because you can look at that. Like, like my one friend, like she used to like work with the police department. Like, I'm like, if I see on TV, somebody dying, like I can't, I can't sleep for three weeks. Yeah. I'm I'm probably like, I'm very similar to you in that regard, but I'm probably just like, like, more just slightly more where I can go and then get the fuck out of there with the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which we absolutely need, you know? And I think that's, that's a place where I, I like to kind of refer to you about what's going on. I have a lot of people in my audience who are like, well, have you seen this going on this? And I'm like, I know, cause I don't keep up with, with it, you know? And, but I think there are people who are like, how do I stay up to date with everything happening? Like, how are you finding out about everything. How do I find out about everything? I, there's a few people I follow. And then I also go through times where I meet them Mm. because I don't want, I don't feel it doesn't serve me to go there all the time. I know when I'm meant to go there and when I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um, so I follow people like Danielle Page, Jenna Mm -hmm. Cabello. Um, there's a, I mean, I have, there's like a whole slew of people, you know, who I think does a really good job and she's actually probably my favorite person to follow online right now because she, well, she doesn't really talk about it, but she will sometimes. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's a good amount for yeah. me, like where yeah. she'll like little like, like pepperings of it. Um, and she's, she, I just found her recently too. What's her name? Simple Organics. Okay. With an X. Okay. So simple organics uh-huh. with an X all one word. Um, she only has like 29,000 followers. Like she's not, or sorry. Yeah. 29,000 followers. Like she's not huge, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't know why, because her content is amazing. Amazing. So much value. So good. Like obsessed with her, mm-hmm. but she posts more about like health vibration, frequency, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I would say Jenna Cavello, who's actually the founder of agent Natur, the, the skincare line I was talking yeah. about. Um, and then Danielle Page is an astrologer. So those, yeah, I follow her. I love yeah, her. And then, and then my friend, 
Jessica, um, Jessica Harlow. She more like memes, just like mm-hmm. memes about things. And that's how I like to learn about things. Yeah. I like see the meme and like laugh about it and then be like, if I'm interested in learning more about it, then I can, you know, look into it a little bit. So I think she does a yeah. really good job at like keeping it light. So hers, it's literally like Jessica Harlow, how you think it would be. Okay. Love that. Well, I think the, the, you know, the funny thing is for me is like, especially with some of these bigger events, I almost feel like I'm so oblivious that people don't realize what's going on. Like, I'm like, so I just don't even say anything. And a lot, something that comes up with a lot of people in my audience, my community is they're, they're kind of playing a similar role as you would say, but in their family or like friends situation where they're like, I'm so upset with this. And like, how do I bring this to people's awareness without causing a clusterfuck, you know, what would you say to that person? That's such a good question. Um, so I gotten so much better at this, um, literally know your audience and with my family, I have like a, my family is like really big on like just making everything a joke. So we joke about things. So like, uh, I don't know, like my dad will be like, Oh, like talk about like drinking baby blood or something. Because he'll be like, oh, Illuminati, like, oh, like like we make jokes about like he's like, oh, I know you believe this, or like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we'll we'll joke about it. Or like when I went uh, when I went to Christmas, like because I'm whatever. I don't know if we want to talk about this, but we, I don't have the V. Yeah. Um, people are like, Oh, you're dirty. Like, just like, you know what I mean? Like, just like we joke about it. So with my family, we just kind of like bring light and humor to it. I don't think everyone has that luxury to be able to do that. Um, with friends, I would say, just know who you're talking to. If you're going to, if you're going to go back and forth with someone, there's, it's like, there's a time and place for that. And if you, I feel like that conversation should be had once and then never again, if, if there's no movement and no one's willing to learn. Um, but you need to be willing to like hear the other side. And, um, and here's the thing too. It's like, you're, I always say like, I'm not here to convince anyone of anything, but if you are interested in like learning my perspective, I'll share it. And I, I, I love when someone comes to me and I've had some really great healthy relationships where someone says, you know, like, I, you know, my doctors are saying that this is fine and I believe it's fine. Like, why don't you think it's fine? And I'll say, I I'll share what I feel with you, but I don't want you to dissect how I feel. Cause I already know how I feel. So I'll tell you how I feel, but not necessarily. Cause I want, I don't want you to, we're not here to change each other's mind. I'm not trying to change your mind. Um, if, you know, if you really feel strongly and like need to share a fact with me, you can, but let's go into this conversation, not trying to change each other's mind. And I think that's, what's important. Oh, totally. And it's interesting because I think the confidence around your beliefs is, is key as well. I've noticed that I've noticed, like I have, a one of my groups of friends, they're more mainstream, I would say. Yeah. And, but it's, and nobody has brought up to me like the conversation and I can tell they don't want to bring it up to me because I'm yeah. very, if it ever comes up, I'm just very open and blunt and clear about what I believe. Yeah. And it's almost like nobody wants to touch it because yeah. they know if we enter the conversation, like I'm so firm that's in it and they don't have anything to say back. Exactly. And that's how, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of where I'm like, people don't come at me. Like, yeah, like don't, don't like, yeah. I don't, I'm lucky that people just don't come at me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, it's a hundred percent that. And it's like, 
and that's the thing too, is like, know your facts, not so that you can throw them in people's face, but so that you can feel confident in how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important too. And, and, and maybe facts is the wrong word because I do believe that it, it can also be just an intuition, but, but back it up. And I think one thing that I had to learn too, is that I don't need to read every single little thing. Cause I already intuitively know that everything's corrupt. So I find that, and there was a time when I was doing this too, like in the beginning of my kind of like deep dives where I felt like I kept having to validate what I believed by reading someone else believed it too, or by seeing that someone else believed it. I don't need that. I don't need to validate what I believe. I believe what I believe. So I don't also just don't need to read everything. So if you feel like you're, whenever you hear someone say that they have the same opinion that you're like, yeah, me too. Like, that's not a good place to be because that that's you trying to validate what you believe based on what someone else believes. I don't, if someone else believes the same thing as me, I'm like, cool. Yeah. So we're all, yeah, we're all on the same page. I'm not like, Oh, I knew it. Eh," You know, (laughs) it's not like it's you, you, you need to validate your own belief and, and feel grounded and rooted in it. And if you don't, and if you don't, that's okay too. If you don't know, then that's fine. If you don't know the truth, but you feel a certain way about it, and you intuitively feel like it is probably this for you, then that's fine too. But like, don't go out there and make any claims if you're not even grounded in it. Oh my gosh, totally. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because most people, they only validate their own opinions if they yeah. read somebody else as the same exactly. one. Exactly. Which is, and, yeah. and kind of like, I mean, I'll just bring it back to like something lighter, but spiritually, I see this happen so often. And I was in this as well, where I don't know if you ever went through this phase, but it was like, I was getting all these messages and there would be things in my life that I was like, I need to do this. And yeah. I would ask f- five, 10 different healers. Yeah. I wanted every other intuitive to tell me that I was that, yes, it was okay. Like I wanted permission yeah. from somebody else. And yeah. there came a point where it was so distinct. There was a certain situation. I wasn't sure if I should go into or leave. And I remember going to see like probably six or seven different intuitives I trusted. And they all said, leave, get out of it. Don't stay. And I was like, holy shit, I have to face this. Like where they're all going to say leave. And I'm like, I know I'm going into it. And that ended up being really like, it worked out quite well. And I realized that moment, wow, even these people who I very much trust, they're very good at what they did. They probably were getting the messages like to tell me like genuinely don't do this Yeah, because the universe is trying to teach me a larger lesson which was don't listen to everybody else. Like trust yourself. Exactly. I've had to learn that one so many times. Oh my God. Um, Quickly too, back on for the people who don't know what to say and who aren't necessarily hundred percent grounded and like maybe do still feel like they don't hundred percent know, but they feel what I always say. And I still say this to this day. I say, I don't have all the answers, but I have a lot of questions. That's what I always say. If someone is like, well, why do you believe that? Why? I would say, I, you know, I don't know. These are, you know, some reasons why I think that I don't have the answers, but I have a lot of questions about it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm, I might, I might name this episode. Don't come at me. Yeah, don't, come at me. <laughs> don't come at me. Oh my God. No, this has been so good. I, I want to finish up just with like, one final question, since, you know, you have the app coming out in a few months and bringing it back to, you know, what you started this term, which is rituals and simple things that are foundational, but truly life-changing. And so for you, 
because I think this is much needed amidst all the chaos right now for people. Like what is like one ritual for you? That's the most important thing to keep you grounded and clear. I think it's just talking to my highest self. Like in, like, I imagine that my, my highest self lives in my heart and I actually like picture like this little goddess, like mm-hmm. in my heart. And I like literally just like talk to her <laughs> and, and that's, that's, you know, that guidance is everything. And it, it's got to come from here. Cause that, you know, it's not coming from your head. Like I used to visualize, I used to like go to like, um, soul star chakra. And like, I was like, that's where my higher self lives. That's, you know, my fifth dimensional energy is there. And I would like go up there and I would like, but then I'm like, that's too close to my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to bring her back in here and I'm going to talk to her in my freaking heart because um, yeah. everything is inside of us. So just having those little conversations with yourself, like making the space for it. And, and then when you're doing it intentionally and you're like setting space and time aside to do that, then it starts to become a really natural thing that can happen in the moment as well when you need it the most. Love it so much. Talk to your higher self, yes. not everybody else. <laughs> right? Oh my God. So good. All right. Well, I know everybody's going to want to connect with you if they haven't already. So can you just let everyone know where they can find more from you? Yeah. So Instagram is at chakra girl co and podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, all the places. And it's called chakra girl radio. Perfect. And we'll put all of that in the show notes. Thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. I always love chatting with you. So fun. Huge thank you to Amber Lee for coming on the podcast. I always love chatting with her so much. And if you want more from her, just head to Chakra Girl Co. on Instagram. You can also find her at Rituals by Chakra Girl. Her website is chakragirlco.com. And of course, her podcast, Chakra Girl Radio. All of those links will be in the show notes below. And if you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media. Tag me, tag at Christina the Channel Pod, tag Amber Lee at Chakra Girl Co. That way we can see that you're listening and loving and say thank you and repost. That's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.